Welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indie Podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll of valleyindie.org. Today my guest is Valerie Knight DeGange of the Valley Community Foundation, and we talk about the Valley COVID Response and Recovery Fund. That's the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund, started back in March by the Valley Community Foundation, the Valley United Way, Greater Valley Chamber of Commerce, and the Valley Health and Human Service Council. So there is another application window coming up. If, you, if you're a nonprofit and you want to apply for some grant money, you can do so by going to valleyfoundation.org. And uh, there's plenty of information on this fund. You can also donate to the fund from that URL, and you can learn about past grants that have been awarded. This thing started in March when uh, COVID was first detected uh, in Connecticut. So the only thing I want to do is just read a quick word from our sponsor, valleygivesback.org. And if you support the Valley Indie, please do me a favor. Visit valleygivesback.org. Let them know the Valley Indie sent you. While giving back is always in season, now is a great time to plan your gift. Name a Valley nonprofit in your estate plan and create a legacy that tells future generations what matter to you. With a planned gift, you have the power to impact the Valley forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Your action will inspire others to make a difference in their own way. Remember the Valley. Ask your accountant, financial planner, or attorney about plan giving options. Plan now. Give later. Impact tomorrow. Learn more at valleygivesback.org. Okay, here's Valerie. Okay, joining me on the line is Valerie knight Deganji, she is a program officer with the Valley Community Foundation in the great city of Derby. Hi, Valerie. How are you? Hi, Eugene. Thanks so much for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. It's always great to have you on. And I guess let's just get right to it. I mean, uh, no, nobody's got time for small talk anymore, right? There's too much going on in the world. So true. But okay, so the, the Valley Community Foundation and, and a bunch of groups actually have the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund. It is exactly as it sounds. It's a fund that uh, helps with the response to COVID, which has been going on since March uh, and and a lot of money has already been given out to help groups, organizations that have been impacted by uh, COVID-19. So, Valerie, uh, the VCF reached out to me the other day uh, and said there's something new on the, on the horizon with this fund. Uh, I have no idea. And I could have this completely wrong. But fill us in, Valerie. What do you want to tell the public about the Valley Community COVID-19 Response and Recovery Fund? Now, you're spot on, Eugene, as always, and, and I can share with you that uh, we and our partners uh, in this project, who are the Valley United Way, the Valley Chamber of Commerce, um, and uh, have come together uh, to put out 
um, an, an additional round of grant funding um, for those in the Valley communities of Ansonia, Derby, Oxford, Seymour, and Shelton who are either working directly on the front lines with uh, COVID-19 and, as you said, either response or recovery. And we are hoping to um, let out about $45,000 in grant funding um, with grants that are um, between one and $5,000 uh, to nonprofits that are serving um, those communities. Oh, that's, and what did you say this is your fourth round of funding? It is indeed. Time has flown, Eugene. I, I can't believe, you know, we started this earlier this spring um, and we have been trying to be as responsive um, as a committee as we possibly can. Uh, we looked at what the needs were and as you so well know, uh, with the rise in cases, there are additional rises in needs for the community and we wanted to be responsive of that and make sure that we got this out as soon as we possibly can. Um, so the application is going live on our site very soon and will be back uh, due to us by uh, December 2nd. We will be acting on those grants on December 9th and then having uh, the responses back out uh, to those who received funding um, on or about December 14th, December 15th. So it's, it's a quick turnaround time. We're trying to get it, to get it all happening because of everything that's going on right now. And the website's valleyfoundation.org, correct? That is correct, and, and we will be getting the link um, up and activated on our website, and we will be making sure that, you know, we have that information available for folks. It is a very simple application, Eugene. It, it has been simple all along. We didn't want people to kind of go through hoops in terms of, of going after this funding. We wanted to make it so that where the need was, we could respond quickly. The one new thing um, that I can share is that uh, we are giving priority to organizations that have not received funding in the previous three rounds that we have done with this particular grant process. And so if there are those out there that are saying, hey, I've already gotten a grant, can you apply? Absolutely. But just know that we are looking to those who may not have gotten funding in the past and are absolutely in need of it right now. And you said December 2nd is the deadline for a nonprofit organization to go to valleyfoundation.org once the application is up uh, to fill it out. That's correct. To have it, right. It is due on December 2nd. That is correct. Okay. And then, Valerie, do you know how much money ballpark figure this fund has awarded so far in this pandemic? Um, you know what, Eugene? It's It's been uh, uh, over $100,000. I don't have that um, number right in the, the back of my mind at this point. Um, but suffice it to say that um, we have done a variety of grants um, that have ranged everywhere from um, personal protective equipment, PPEs, uh, to telehealth and telewellness. Uh, we're really trying to be as broad-based as possible to what those needs are, right? And to be supportive to the people that, that are doing this work pretty much on a daily basis. I mean, you know, you and I were talking before we began about how this feels like March all over again, right? Yes. That we're back in this and it feels like, wow, here we are again. 
And I think that for most of the people that continue to do all of this work on a daily basis, it, it just, it's been so very challenging and to, be, to continue to remain upbeat and, and positive and hopefully, you know, these grant dollars will, will give them just a, a little bit of boost as we go into the end of this end of the calendar year. Yeah. And just to give people, uh, a taste of what's been supported in the past. I did bring up an article, a press release that uh, the fund set out or the VCF sent out a couple of months back. I mean, we're talking, you know, for the American Red Cross Connecticut chapter, $5,000 to support uh, PPE. Uh, and Sonia Rescue Medical Services, $5,000 to support the purchase of personal protective equipment. BH Care, $5,000 to support the purchase of telehealth equipment to address client health. These were all needs that were unexpected and badly, desperately needed uh, during the first few months of this pandemic. So this fund has made a, a difference. I'm not supposed to editorialize, but every once in a while, I'll put the link on social media and people ask, well, what has it done? Because it's so hard to track information uh, online and, uh, and on social media because everything is so sort of in its own silo. But if you go to valleyindy.org or, or valleyfoundation.org, you can find uh, just a ton of of uh, ways in which this money has been used for the good in the Naugatuck Valley. So it's pretty amazing. And Val, uh, I asked this, I, I had David Morgan on from team. I had uh, Sharon from the VCF on about a week or two ago. Uh, do you get a sense, I mean, you're the program officer, so you, you spend a lot of time talking to nonprofits directly uh, about how they're doing in terms of finances and, and you help them fill out grants so they can possibly uh, get some help. How are the nonprofits doing in the lower Naugatuck Valley at the moment? And is there one sector that may be hitting, uh, maybe getting hit harder than others? Uh, and I guess specifically, you know, one thing uh, that's I haven't really heard about in a while are like the performing arts. I mean, center stage and, and, and groups such as that uh, who've really been, I mean, people can't gather in groups now. So can you give us a sense of, of what it's like out there? You can't see me, and I'm I'm nodding as 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 you're talking. So um, I, I'll I'll give that visual to to the listeners today. Um, absolutely, Eugene. It, it is it has been across the board in so many different sectors, ranging as you're saying from the arts of people not necessarily um, being able to to gather. Um, although you know, Center Stage has, has made, been making some accommodations. Um, they've come to BCF for separate funding to be able to do that. So, you know, we're, we're trying to help them develop, you know, some kind of hybrid model for, for the work that they're doing. Um, and as you're saying, too, with these, with these other organizations in the very beginning, we were specifically funding to make sure that, that people had the correct equipment and, and all of the necessary supplies in order to, for cleaning and disinfecting and, and all of that stuff. And, and you're absolutely spot on again about, you know, no one planned for that, right? No one planned for what this was going to look like. If the last several months have taught us anything, I think it's just about the need to be flexible and resilient, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the one thing that, that all of the organizations, no matter what sector that they are working in, have in common is that they are just 
standing strong and that they are unified in the work that they do and the services that they provide to the community. And whether it is, you know, somebody working in the health industry or somebody working in another form of you know, delivering some kind of service to their clients, whether it be telehealth or telewellness or whatever. There are just so many different ways of of how people have been able to manage and how important it is for them to continue to just remain flexible, especially during this time. And the one thing that we can continue to, you know, just really support is the mask wearing and the hand washing and, and all of those other pieces as, especially as we, you know, are, are maybe gathering together with, with, um, you know, our, our uh, family and friends for Thanksgiving, you know, the CDC has put together some, some great ideas about how, you know, you can stay safe. And so it's all about staying safe. It's all about being together, even, and, and we say this all the time, it's being together, even though we're apart and staying unified. And hopefully, as I said before, this grant funding will be able to just give that little bit of, of additional support to where it's needed the most for the nonprofits that are doing this work every single day. Yeah, I do hope uh, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, I feel that there is. Uh, I've watched the Governor Lamont press conferences every day. I mean, clearly we're in a second wave. We're experiencing it uh, here in the Valley. No school district has been has been spared so far. Uh, just this morning or just last night, uh, there were three deaths reported locally. I believe there have been four deaths in the last month. And before that, there hadn't been uh, any deaths reported since uh, July. So there is something happening. But yeah, if we can wear masks and just do those simple things, which is Science is proving more and more that, yeah, wearing a mask helps. It helps a great deal. We get through the winter months and we have some uh, better therapies and the vaccines uh, really show promise. So I hope we can get through this and, and maybe this, who knows, maybe this will be, well, it won't be the, probably the last round of funding because the need will still be there uh, as the pandemic wraps itself up. But uh, just as we speak, the other thing I want to touch upon is, uh, and, and we've said this a hundred times in this podcast and, and online, but maybe people don't know, is just, you know, the, these nonprofits, uh, they rely on donations, they rely on their supporters, and uh, they make the Valley fun in a lot of ways because you've got the, the men who cook for team, all these giant community uh, uh, events that are fundraisers for nonprofits, everything from a uh, boys and girls club golf outings down to mayor Zekin being a guest bartender for uh, a given nonprofit. All those things have not been happening. And I was impressed talking to David Morgan last week from team Inc about uh, their toys for kids, which helps 1200 kids uh, wake up on Christmas morning or whatever holiday they choose to open presents. Uh, and they, you know, they get that magic, that magic of childhood. They might not otherwise have, especially because times are so tough, uh, especially for people who are econo- economically insecure uh, beforehand. But I was just so impressed. They lost 160 drop-off locations, but they're getting it done. And it, it's to your point about the resilience that uh, people are showing and organizations, organizations that don't make the front page of the newspaper every day, but they're they're doing the stuff uh, and it's, it's really impressive. And maybe that's what I need to concentrate uh, <laughs> on every day <laughs> instead of the things that uh, I obsess over. Like, oh, uh, but 
Yeah. So oh yeah. Well, you know, I, I hear you, and and I, I wanted to to, to um, focus on one of the points that you made specifically about the fact that this need is not going to go away, Eugene. Right? That that we are only kind of seeing the tip of the iceberg, as it were, in terms of um, you know people's generosity and and giving to this fund, and you know giving to the nonprofits that are doing you know the the great work that they're doing. We know that that this is going to be a long road and something that, again, we're in this together. And we we are also um, hopeful that people will uh, be very generous and be able to continue to support um, the work that we're doing um, through the fund and to support the Valley nonprofits because you're right. I mean, you know, so many of them not only did not plan for this, right, but then also lost a lot of the different ways that they do fundraising throughout the year to do the various programming that they do and so on. And and it is amazing to me. Um, and it isn't really amazing to me. What I was going to say is amazing how, how quickly, for the most part, people have responded. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's that whole valley spirit, Eugene, that, that just says, we're going to get through this. We're going to figure out a way to deal with it. And in, in team's case, um, you know, they've, they've figured out, okay, we don't have 160 drop-off locations. We're going to come up with a lot of other different ways of being able to do that. Um, we, BCF, we, not the COVID fund, um, we um, were very pleased to be able to provide um, a significant amount of funding to support that effort um, because we, we understand how unbelievably challenging it is and, and we want to, to make sure that um, you know the, the children in the valley and the families in the valley had had a, a wonderful holiday season again, no matter what holiday they celebrate, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's just so important that you know when it comes to things as simple as you know diapers or basic needs in general of food and and all of those kinds, those needs don't go away, right? They're 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 still here, and they still. Um, are in in need of having that support and that generosity um, from the people of the valley to say, hey, we're behind you, we're in this together, and we want to continue to be able to um, provide funding support to those that are are going through a very challenging time. And if someone wants to donate to the fund, how would they do that? Um, there is a link up on our website, uh, There is, We will absolutely accept any donations, as you know, Eugene. Um, and we are, as I said, we are looking at this as being, you know, both a short-term and a long-term type of thing that we hope to continue to grow this fund so that as needs become, additional needs become identified, we will be able to respond through the fund and get the money where it's needed most. Okay. Well, Val, those are all my questions. I think you've given a a great overview, and uh, I'm hoping, too, by this point, people are aware of the fund and what its mission is and how they can help and or benefit from this. Is there anything else you wanted to add? I just want to say thank you to everyone who has generously given to the fund in the past, it's because of that generosity we have been able to then get out that funding 
to the nonprofits that are working with clients and, and providing these services. And I just can't even share with you how much of a, a, a blessing and how how unbelievably humbled we all are from the work that is being done by those on the front line every single day. They are truly heroes, and we are so lucky to be able to support them in any way that we can. All right, Val, I want to thank you so much for coming on, and people should go to valleyfoundation.org to learn more, uh, to donate, or to apply for a, a grant from this fund. So thank you very much, Val. Thanks, Eugene. Happy holidays to you. You too. Thank you. Take good care. For hundreds of years, we brought you the news. Printed the info, we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Changing market now threatens our lives. Post literation, critical reading, dumbed down nation, signs of inbreeding, TV sucking ideas from our head, public discourse, just about dead. We'll ride the dinosaur. Yeah, ride the dinosaur. Our readers are in the opens each day. Yeah. 